The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening. And welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And John Roberts running the board. And we're here to talk about the politics and the things. There's, like, both a lot to talk about and sort of a lot of things holding in midair, so it's... Pause. Pause. (laughs) Well... But uh, uh, shoes sort of slowly slipping off the end of the foot, <laughs> perhaps about to fall, not quite hitting the Dropping. ground. Dropping. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> but uh, before we get to that, uh, we do just like to say that uh, we love to hear from our listeners, and they can get in touch with us in a few different ways. Uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org is the email. At civilpoliticsfm is the Twitter. And Facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community in Zuckerberg land. Uh, we also have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, that has uh, recordings of previous episodes of the show. Uh, and later we'll have a recording of this one even. So nice recursive possibilities there. And uh, also supplemental episodes and uh, links to things we talk about and so forth. Uh, as genre posts links during the show, he tries to use the hashtag civil references to make it easier to follow along on Twitter and Facebook. So... Uh, yeah, I got it. that's that's about it. So we got a government again that's working. That's nice. Are you sure? Well, it's, <laughs> at, at, at least people are reporting getting paychecks. To work okay, and getting you know all of them are reporting to work and all of them are getting paid. Though, uh, of course, the contractors are two point seven million contractors didn't get paid. Yeah, this is another reason why uh, the Republican fetish for uh, privatizing everything is a bad idea. Because you can't make people work without a paycheck. Because they don't get back pay. Yeah, they don't have a work- workers' comp or right. actually, they're 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 pretty their, much screwed by this. Their companies can actually um, either pay them and or give them get them uh, unemployment. They're actually in a different position than the the federal workers who really couldn't collect unemployment. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a. But a lot of them as contract workers, they wind up, you know, like, well, well, there's no, the contract's not coming through, so your position's gone. Yeah. The the other thing is that uh, a lot of a lot of companies probably, you know, they take them back, you know, especially, like, say, like, the people that clean the offices and oh, yes. um, have yep. security, like, show, like, uh, they have security in a private building where there is a government office or something like that. But uh, there are jobs that could just be, well... We aren't going to hire anybody anymore. We're going to close that contract. And now they just, it, like, this could be a reason for people to lose their jobs. Yeah. 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 Um, and, of course, those contractors cost more uh, for the taxpayer anyways. So. Not necessarily. Pretty much always. No, nope. be- Because the nope. whole point is that somebody's getting a cut. So, you know, there's there's a profit incentive that gets added on. Yes, but I did a lot of outsourcing, and you can actually save a lot of money for the government. 
So, and the way you do it is people don't have benefits. You break them up into part-time jobs. You do what Stop and Shop does. You you have people that don't have all the premium benefits that turn, you keep the turnover high. And so people don't get seniority. So it costs less, and usually only a government will go when it costs less than their current cost for the same service. So what you're saying is it, that you, you turn can, it into a gig. You can externalize a lot of the problems that people face uh, and basically, you know, say, well, you know, your inability to, like, generate wealth and, and you know, have a more secure uh, life for yourself and more control over your time and save for retirement and have health care, those, those are your problems because we can get away with. Yep, and that's what the private sector does. So tell me again why that's better than uh, I didn't people say it was better. I benefits. said it was cheaper. <laughs> All right, but... Uh, yeah. So, and like I said, Stop and Shop. People are all over Stop and Shop right now. They were they created in the grocery store chains. Mm-hmm. They're a, a Boston company owned yeah. by a local family, the Rab family, and unionized. And um, they Wait, are unionized Stop and Shop now. Is own, I thought Stop and Shop was owned by a uh, international company. I think it is now, but it was started by the Rab family. Yeah, and the, that's aren't how they uni- I, I mean, they unionized a while ago, right? Right, and the reason they unionized is because they sort of created the grocery store model where you only have part-time baggers and part-time cashiers and you don't pay any benefits. And they figured that out and got grocery store costs really low. And that's why Stop and Shop has done so well. And now people are turning on them for that. Well, what I mean is... And Walmart actually followed their model. They followed... Walmart came after Stop and Shop. Are you saying that they did that when it was locally owned or so? Mm. But I'm saying that they after it was sold, they're unionized. Or, um, so those practices went down. Uh, they probably have continued. With, I'm not saying they didn't continue. I'm yeah. saying like that there's more worker protection at Stop and Shop than, say, Big Y. And when I, I shop at Stop and Shop, which I occasionally do, I go through the, the aisle that has a cashier and not the uh, because I think. That person would like that job, and me too. And I don't want to put on the little apron and turn on the light <laughs> and let people come through the aisle while I'm cashiering. I mean, that is not something I want to do as a shopper there. So yeah, it's just the principle of the thing. I agree. Plus, um, you wind up having to get somebody to help you half yeah. the time with the automatic <laughs> self checkout, anyway. So, <laughs> man, <laughs> you know, I'd I rather just have an expert. Oh yeah, you probably just go right through. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually really like that. There's an option to have the. Um, to have the, uh, the to not audit. have to interact with another human being. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, the well, just to just on that. I mean, the, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot to say about like people retaining their jobs and everything like that. And I was really happy when when they first introduced it. They only had like a few lines that were converted into self checkout. Now they have the now so the one I go. They have they they have this whole area with a bunch of them, and the, one cashier doing everybody else. Exactly. Um. The. The thing is to remember is that some people have big issues dealing with people. Uh, some people have um, a lot of social anxiety. Some people have um, some people uh, just want to go get their stuff and leave. And uh, when we're talking about the um, the automatic checkout and how that affects. Uh, the the workers we should also think about the people that have to go to the to to the store and get and get stuff and if if uh, the automatic checkout system is helpful for them 
So what happens? I when... have no problem with them using it and and it existing. I'm just saying, since I don't have those issues, I think really it's better for me to yeah. I mean, when, when I go through, if I if if there's if I have to go through a uh, a normal line, it's actually really nerve-wracking yeah. for me. Yeah. So what happens though when you go? You know, when I'm in line with a person, and there's something that isn't marked right or doesn't ring in. <laughs> What do you do when you're in the self ring out line, and do you have, just have to wait till somebody comes and helps you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the trade off. Yeah, um, they there it can because be... it's only one person for three or four little kiosk yeah. things. Yeah, I mean the the thing is that um, if there's it, there's usually not a huge like line for the for the self checkout that that there's not usually like a bunch of problems, but if if there's and they do have to like scan stuff just in case. Hot tip, if you have less than, like, 12 items, you are probably going to get audited. What do you mean? If you have, if you're going through the the self-checkout, you scan every, and uh, let's say you're using, like, the little hand scanner. Yeah. uh, If you, if you've, if you're buying between uh, five and 12 items. Yeah. Then you're probably going to get audited. They have to come over and make sure you have all your stuff. If you have like a bunch of stuff, then they probably aren't going to audit you. Oh, that's interesting. So that's like the the thing the IRS does. They have these little algorithms that if it's this and not that, then they just double check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I learned that because uh, every time I went in, I was audited, and I was like, "What is it?" Yeah, and it's because you, what you could easily <laughs> carry. It was thing. yeah, it was yeah, just convenient. It's because I was like, I just want to get this stuff, and then they would have to come over all the time. And then someone told me, "Yeah, it's because you have like." If you only have like three items, then they're not going to. If you if you have fifteen items, it's less likely. If you have in between there, they're probably going to get you. Oh, isn't that interesting? Huh? Yeah. Pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Very good to know. Informative. <laughs> well, anyway, that's what we like to do on civil politics. We I, like to inform the public of and stop and shop related matters. And since I've moved <laughs> out here from Boston, I couldn't believe the number of employment agencies here because that's what they do too is they they create the gigs they have people that don't have permanent jobs and all the temporary agencies and I was like why don't people just hire directly you know why why does everybody go through these te- these agencies and it's to insulate them from the unemployment and the claims and the do you know what I mean it's almost like a it, broken labor market here I would I would say that there's more temp agencies here because the population is much more transient uh, because we have so many people that stay after they, they finish college or they're coming in or they, they're taking a year off or something like that. Well, people staying after they leave college is the opposite of transient. No, I mean, but they're not here for they're, years. They're not, they're not here for years. They, they might be trying to figure things out. They might, they, they're looking for part-time work. You know, they, there's a lot of the when the student population goes up, the part the people looking for part time work goes up, and especially with larger organizations like schools, uh, in in the area, they use a lot. They definitely use a lot of um, agencies because, and the other reason is because they it's a way to vet people, so they so you don't. Hire a bunch of people, but big organizations should have their own HR department and be able to do all that. It's very, it's just, it's like out of, from my perspective, it's way too many agencies for so few jobs here. 
it's it's odd. It's like it doesn't. There's something that's going. Is there too many drugs here? Is it because they're doing the drug screening? No, it's the student population. Yeah. It, th- th- that's it is. A, which is uh, I think higher in proportion to the overall population of the area than say out in Boston. I mean, tons yeah. of school, tons of schools and students out there, but Boston is just yeah. much more populous in general. Yeah, you know? I mean, there there are there are more there are, there are less jobs, but there are, there are a ton of students, and there aren't as many. But yeah, there's not as many businesses. There are a ton of students, and uh, everybody's looking for beer money. So, <laughs> you know, or or they they want to stay in the area. And you but, ever heard the word appliance know. nurse? No, they're retired nurses that come back when they need a new fridge, and they work for a couple of shifts over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's they sure. can they can yeah. come and go as long as they keep up their licenses. They yeah. I know this because there was a there was a <laughs> company nurse. called Apt Associates. In the, that was here in the area for years and years, and they did phone surveys, and I that's that's where I learned like a lot of my a lot of my like phone etiquette and things like that because uh, they when when they were looking for people to hire, they were like, "Do you have a pulse? <laughs> Do you have opposable thumbs? Yeah. Get them in here, you yeah. know." <laughs> and yeah, we'll try them out. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that's the thing that was, and it was filled with students uh, who needed work uh, and. They they had a waiting list, and the and that really translates to in you know when I was using a a temp agency for a while, that was the type of work that they were they would get you yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of companies in the there are a lot of companies in the area that are big enough that they need more workers but not big enough that they that they can support a full HR department. Um, the schools that especially UMass and Smith use the use temp agencies a lot because they have a small HR department compared to their size uh, and they and and they're very very circumspect about who they hire um, one because UMass is a like basically a state agency um, and so it's easier for people to get in like that and two like I said they have a small uh, HR department for like what they actually need to do, and you just made my point that the state decided it was cheaper to outsource the HR. Oh, it's incredibly cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the same kind of argument we were talking about. Earlier. Yeah, good yeah. versus cheap is not the is apples versus yeah, oranges. Yeah, I didn't say good. I yeah. said cheap. It's cheaper. Um, and you're saying it's more expensive, but you're also counting the externalities of that's a horrible way to civil employment. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, radio show. I so know. I think it's a good idea, <laughs> which is why I think, uh, you know, when we have these functions that the government does, they should be, pro- you know, provided by government employees who are paid by the public and get the public benefits and so forth. I mean, especially, um, I know one of the things that uh, uh, conservatives worry about is like government getting too big and people sort of taking government jobs because they're, you know, cushy sinecures or whatever, <laughs> um, you know, and have great benefits. Um, but uh, you know, if we do things like Medicare for all, like a big part of the cushy government benefits, you know, is becomes irrelevant or, you know, like, well, that's nice, but I can get that at any job. You know, I could work at McDonald's. And I'd get, so agree with yeah. you about health care that that would change and we compete better in the world. And yeah, if we could do. We would. Yeah. It, it's just it's so strange that and it's because of the histo- history, right? That's the way we created our insurance system. And we're just, you know, so many people, there's so many yeah. folks that make money off the insurance system. Well, society and th- is very, very built on work and job. 
that's what it, we have a lot of we have a lot of history with yeah. um working uh like the working hard um is its own reward or its own virtue yeah yeah it working hard is is how you get closer to god basically that that's the period it's very thing. yankee mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh incredibly <laughs> sadly yes <clears throat> um <clears throat> well and also we have a a sad history in this country of uh you know, rich people really having a tremendous influence over how over the the values of the country and the politics of the country. Shut up. Um, well, I just like really. So, I know, but <laughs> something I was just I was just thinking about is because um, I was um, uh, there was a recent court decision, and I forget exactly what it was about now. But it was uh, it was Supreme imp- Court or local. Uh, it was a federal district court. District you know. court, but it was a. Um, uh, a woman was working for, I think, was it Hilton Hotels? I'm blanking right now. But anyway, it was an employment discrimination. It was basically, you know, she was, I, th- I think, you know, she was a devout Christian. And she wouldn't work on a Sunday because she had to go to church. Oh, I saw that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and uh, So they started putting her on Sundays. Well, for, <laughs> for years it was fine. And then a new manager came in and he... he, he punished uh, her. He punished her. <laughs> even when she, like, he scheduled her for Sunday and she'd get somebody to swap shifts with her. And the guy would say, no, no, I need you specifically to work, even though there's no reason to do so. Yeah. And there was a huge, you know, they found against them with actual malice, you know, corporate yeah. wrongdoing. And, um, you know, the, the, there was like a $20 million judgment against them, which... 21.5 million. Uh, it was a Hilton <laughs> dishwasher. Right. And by statute, uh, that's going to wind up being $300,000. You know, just that's that's what the law says. They can't find them punitively more than that, um, which has a whole yeah. separate issue. But um, when I was listening to some people talk about this, uh, they pointed out like, yeah, you know, like people are complaining like, ah, he doesn't deserve, you know, how does a dishwasher get $21 million? And it's like... Um, Take the gross national product, divide by the number of people in this country, and that's the number everybody's worth. Yeah. How does Hilton, you know, how is it that like $21 million is like is like the the, the large enough drop in the bucket that Hilton will actually notice? You know, because $300,000 is nothing to a multi-billion dollar corporation. They just, they just won't care. Yeah, it's one salary. Yeah. One of their senior managers. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of times that you have a large... Uh, decision for especially from a jury because they want to screw over the or not screw over but send a message to the company saying hey you shouldn't do that you know yeah <laughs> well the guy that assaulted taylor swift during an interview she she sued him for a dollar i think yeah because the point she is wanted, she, want, she, 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 she wanted she wanted the sim- record to say she wanted a symbolic judgment you know because yeah. i mean you know, Taylor Swift has way more money than some random dude who works at a radio station. Oh, and he <laughs> sued her for ruining his life and losing yeah. his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for for unfairly uh, uh, ruining his life. And, you know, the jury's like, no, you're full of crap. You you totally, you know. You toad person. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you grabbed Taylor Swift's butt because you thought you could get away with it. And here's a photo of you doing so. And... Uh, Say, she's right. You know. by Felicia, isn't that what you guys? Said? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I don't think he, like as of like a year after the ruling, he hadn't actually sent her the dollar because you know. But just the whole idea of you know, or I hear people saying like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you know I you know I have to pay a McDonald a McDonald's employees getting twelve dollars an hour now. That's that's crazy, you know, like, and 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 uh, that's. 
barely enough to live on. And my first job was seventy five cents an hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How much would that be in? In I don't today's know. money. Well, I mean, um, like that. When gas was, that? was twenty cents. When okay. when was this seventy five cents an well, hour? Well, gas was twenty cents then. Uh-huh. So if it's four dollars now, what's twenty goes into four dollars? What's that? Well, that's eight, not the best. Eight way times. Way. So eight times seventy five would be like a uh, eight dollars an hour. Yeah, it would have been eight dollars. So see what I did? I took the. The ga- the rate of gas. I mean, they don't go up at the same rate, but I was gonna say, yeah, but they <laughs> kind of do. Yeah, they they kind of do because energy is a big cost of inflation. So, anyway, so it probably would have been eight dollars, but it was seventy five cents. Well, th- things have changed, um, and the minimum wage at the time was two two dollars. Yeah. But I was working in somebody's garden, so oh, sure. oh, well, that's yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I get that. Um, shoveling dirt if I'd been a guy I would have probably gotten six bucks an hour but you know who said that uh, <laughs> probably the person who was paying you <laughs> <laughs> all right well um I think we sort of I can't say we that this wasn't that about politics but I, I I think we sort of strayed off a bit um but that that function of employment and government and sort of yeah. you know should they pass because they're trying to pass a law that says you cannot um um, shut down the government that is going to continue to, to automatically trigger yeah, a continuing a resolution. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a couple stop of bills. Stop stupidity act. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. right. You were talking about and that stop stupidity oh, act. I love that. that one says that the executive branch in Congress doesn't get paid. It's just all the, it's all the um, agencies get paid. Yeah. You know, I think there was. I, I, I believe there. Uh, somebody pointed out. I could be wrong, but I think it was specified that uh, since the, the Constitution stipulates that they can't not pay Congress or something, but I don't know. I don't remember now. I, they didn't used to not pay Congress at all, weren't they, volunteer? No. They always got something. I believe so, yes. Yeah, they've, they've always got paid. Uh, yeah. I believe that's, again, like Congress being paid is stipulated in I'm the gonna Constitution. I'm going to reread that Constitution. I didn't bring it tonight, but I'm going to reread it and see what it says. Because um, there's all the case law and everything. That's different. Is it actually? That's yeah, different. no. There's it's it's, it's they will be compensated for their blah 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 like or the, something. Yeah, exactly. It's like the the scripture, and then there's the Talmud. Is all the <laughs> you know <laughs> the bushel of weed that they, they get will be plenty. Yeah, the bushel of weed, wheat. Oh, <laughs> wheat. <It's> like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, a bushel of weed would probably <laughs> just about be their salary. Isn't that like a hundred and twenty thousand? I forget a what they get now. A lot of money now. Yeah. Yeah, it's which is which is fine, you know. Like a bushel of weed, it is then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we're currently reopen. Uh, uh, If they don't settle this by the fifteenth of February, two weeks from today. Yeah, Trump is uh, uh, threatening to, um, uh, you know, have the shutdown happen again. And or declare an emergency and just just build invoke a wall. emergency powers. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so is this where Congress gets a backbone and decides to do two thirds and like put the government keep the government going? I I that would be a novel novelty. I'd be astonished to see the Republicans. Wouldn't we all be astonished if Congress did that? I'd be astonished <laughs> if if the party of Trump was actually willing to defy Trump. Well, they've started to. We were talking a little bit before you got here, um, John and I, about how they're starting to be. You know, the, his cabinet is disagreeing with him. You know, the news, the press. Um, oh, you mean like the the, the the intelligence and defense agencies saying, "Here's our evaluation." Oh, and, then, and Pompeo saying yeah. that you know Korea isn't complying, and yep. you know, in Iran, 
is complying. And yeah, people are starting to disagree with him in public. It's very interesting. I kind of like that. But though that kind of stuff has been coming out from uh, in, in public all along, and Trump's just ignoring it. I mean, well, I'm saying the people that are actually his agency heads are doing it. But they've been doing that all along, you know, like, you know, one of the reasons why Trump well, was so angry in his first year it was, you know, it's like, well, you have to recertify the uh, Iran, you know, nuclear deal because they are in total compliance. Yeah. And he's he like, said no. Yeah. He, like he said, well, I won't do this again. It's like, OK, but nothing has changed. They are still in total compliance. And he just said, nope, they are not in compliance. And, and there you go. Yeah. So that that willingness to defy reality is um, it, it's been there all along. And again, not to be not to be a total jerk, but it's kind of baked into the party of, into the cake of the Republican Party at this point. Well, and I would argue that originally what was happening is somebody would say something and then he contradict it like they'd be overseas yeah. meeting with and then Trump would contradict them. Yeah. This is actually happening. Trump says something and they respond. You, do you know what I mean? It's like the, the well, gallery gives it back to him. I just, I think it's growing. I, maybe it's just a, a I hope it's that growing. I have. Well, I hope it's growing. It, fe- it feels to me like it is growing. I'm, I'm waiting for Mitch McConnell to, to get a backbone. But. Uh, I yeah. don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, well, his wife works for, you know, she's got her dream job. No. I've said yeah. that before yeah. that Trump has him a little bit over barrel because, you know, I don't think that affects it. Well, and I don't think Mr. McConnell has really any interests or values other than clinging to power and um i think he does pursuing you know a sort of a conservative a political and social agenda you know so i mean why else would you keep merrick garland from the court so you can put neil gorsuch on there well that's well that's the thing he has values they're terrible Hmm. and they're colored by wanting to stay in power i mean that that's the thing if you really want something um, then, uh, or or, and you know that if you're Merrick, willing to give up everything for it. Yeah, then you yeah. you will get it probably. He yeah. is, I mean, one thing is he is a warrior for what he wants to do. He wants to do something, so he's going to do it, and and come hell or high water, it's going to happen. That's why you would deny Merrick Garland a seat because that might. You There's know. the possibility that we can steal it. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. who said this to me last week, but we were talking about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and that some of the Democrats were mad at her for not stepping down during under Obama under Obama. Cause then he could have put a, you know, a young person yeah. with a, and I was saying, no, Merrick Garland, look at, he had a seat and he couldn't fill it. Yeah. Thank God she stayed. Right. Uh, well <laughs> that, and also I, I think she's, you know, she's still going strong, wants to keep doing the job. And, and, and we've know, had a lot of Supreme Court justices that weren't so, they were getting a little frail and they all stayed till they were yeah. ready. I mean, that is the rule. Even if she were struggling, they couldn't, there's not really a mechanism from what I understand. No, to, no they, you, you can know, only remove them through impeachment. You know, if some, one of them gets mad cow disease and, you know, like Clarence Thomas or somebody, they, they can't get rid of them. He's still They right. can impeach them. They can say like, oh, they're not, they're not longer. But who impeaches mix. the Supreme Court? I don't the think- Senate. I was going to say, I don't think the court can do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the Republican Party would ever impeach Clarence Thomas, but, you know. No, but I said if he got mad cow disease. Pig. Yeah. Yeah, if he got mad cow disease. Well, well since in- he never speaks, how would we, how would we know? He started to, to <laughs> yeah. talk a lot. Didn't he just write an opinion that was yeah. No, no. Writing an opinion is different. Like <laughs> like in oral discussion, he you know, when the court is in session and, hear, and having oral arguments and whatnot, you know, he goes years without saying a word. Yeah, yeah. I, no, he had... He, he has started to actually 
participate in oral, oral arguments over the past few years. It's frightening, but yeah. He's spoken like three times. That, I, that's three more times than in, than in 10 years. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> For him, it's a lot, yeah. Maybe he's, he's gun shy. So, uh, yeah, and I actually was just checking the, the, the news as I came in here. Uh, there's still no word the um, uh, Supreme Court was going to uh, hear a—there uh, uh, was a, a law passed in Louisiana that was uh, upheld by the, the Fifth District Court. It's basically the same as the um, uh, Texas law that was overturned a couple of years ago in the, you know, whole women's health versus Texas case. You know, it's like, well, if you close down, you know, most of the clinics in the state uh, through some, you know, bogus pretense that doctors have to have admitting privileges or whatever, uh, you know. And they didn't decide it. Though or they I did, mean, they did. They, they no, no. I meant today. They didn't hear the. They didn't. Well, hear there's it. no report on it, so I'm guessing they they were supposed to uh, uh, say whether or not they would uphold the temporary re- restraining order, preventing oh. the law from going into effect oh. or not. Yeah, and and because they haven't heard the arguments yet. Right, but there was a there was a, a restraining order, and if they don't uphold it, then the law will go into effect. I think next week. So. Sort of like a pocket veto. They just were silent. Huh? <laughs> well, it doesn't. It doesn't seem. I don't. I, I don't know what's They've going. They temporarily blocked it. They did. Okay, because I was checking the you know Supreme Court news, abortion, and no, nothing was coming up. So, Jonah has really uh, good sources, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> so. I I have my fingers. The, so on they the temporarily blocked it. Okay. Supreme Court on Friday temporarily temporarily prevented uh, Louisiana law uh, imposing strict regulations. Okay. On abortion clinics from taking effect in a case that presents key care, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm reading off Reuters. Um, Reuters. Reuters. Reuter Reuter. <laughs> um, it's, it's a Dutch name, Reuters. <laughs> uh, a one page order by Alito said the justices, justices need time to review various documents. So, um, yeah, it's put on hold until the 7th. Hmm. So they're going to. Look, look into it more. Ah, okay. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, there are five justices on the court that are would be very much like to, to rule in favor of the law. But well, I haven't done it yet. Anyway, we should. There's a really good article in the Atlantic uh, this week about um, the difference between um, the Chief Justice and Kavanaugh. It's it's really it's very interesting if you get a chance to read it. It's just about their their approaches and how they're really on opposite sides of things. Yeah, it's good. Well, Judge Atlantic's Roberts hasn't struck me as a as a violent drunk. So yeah, there's a there's a difference right there. <laughs> not proven. <laughs> um, not proven in court. No, lots of evidence, but not proven. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we should take a short break right now, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, uh, and then come back with uh, more civil politics in just a minute. We, we're good, right? Okay. Right. Okay. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Sure. Humans can be a little weird at times, but take it from me. I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. <laughs> Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. 
who they hang out with, who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Forbes Library offers free access to computers, and now they are equipped with tools to make them easier to use if you are blind or have low vision. When you come into Forbes Library, you will find computers with JAWS screen reading and magnification software installed. Trained library staff are available to get you started. These services were brought to you with federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. Call 413-587-1012 to find out more. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Lily Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers, its programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. That's still Sue, Sue Timberlake. And the uh, guy pushing the buttons over there is still John Roberts. Hey. hey. So we're, uh, you know, uh, talking about the stuff here. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Cory Booker, I think t- just today, announced that he's going to throw his hat into the presidential ring. Uh, so that makes... Uh, more than half a dozen prominent people running, you know, on the pe- Democratic side. On the Democratic side alone, I mean, obviously, uh, we'll wait and see whether or not the William some Weld, of the Republicans primary the William Weld said he's going to run against Trump. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see if that goes anywhere. Well, you know, no. he's a pretty straight guy. He quit the Reagan administration because Ed Meese was so corrupt. He went down there to be the Attorney General or whatever it was under Meese. And Wells got a he's got a ethical stripe to him. He does. So. He he does. As a, so that'll be fun to a, watch him take on the a, Trumpster. As as I've said before, and he doesn't care because he's so rich. I disagree with him on a, on a number of things, but he is at least consistent. He thinks you know, government should be smaller and less intrusive. So he favors things like Efficient. cutting the, the yeah. social safety net because he doesn't think government should do that. 
But he also is like, well, also, therefore, you know, a woman's right to choose, choose is obvious. I mean, what does government have to do with figuring out? I mean, that's that's totally intrusive. So, yeah. And I would know. say he didn't think that government should be tiny and small. He thought it should be really efficient and effective. All right. Well, you so. may remember him a little better than I. Yeah, I helped get him elected. What yeah, can I exactly. Say? <laughs> <laughs> Those fine points on the, you know, Republicans are different. They're not quite all the same. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Well. The, the the Republican Party mar- used to be a big tent. And he was married to a Roosevelt. You probably didn't know that. I didn't, actually. Yeah, Susan Roosevelt. Yeah, You met him, right? I, many times, yeah. 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 See, I like, never met his chickens, though. He had chickens in Cambridge. So. <laughs> Made everybody crazy. There was no right to farm law in Cambridge at the time. Especially so. when they came home to roost. <laughs> <laughs> they did come home to roost. I'm going to cut both of your mics. <laughs> We're just going to sit and put your heads down on the desk. <laughs> and I think terrible. time out, no juice box. Terrible. I, I think Kasich is going to primary him too. But we'll yeah. go back to the Democrats because that's much more exciting. <laughs> well, and and stuff that's actually happened. I mean, Democratic Bill, candidates. Bill Weld has said he said he wants to primary the president, but otherwise, yeah. So uh, to me, the, you know, there's a lot of people I who are, have announced, and I've, I've heard the names. Um, uh, why don't we go through who's actually announced? Yeah, I think that's good. So Elizabeth Warren, our great senator, has announced an exploratory committee. Which... She's actually confirmed. Oh, she actually went beyond that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because she had a big rally, right? Didn't she say she was going to, and then she had a big rally yeah. in she's, she is, somewhere? I forget she where. is confirmed. She is running. John Delaney, she had a... uh, no. former Maryland congressman. Um, I've never Yang, heard of him. Uh, former tech executive. Don't know who that is. Um yeah, I got nothing on him. Julian Castro, former Housing and Urban Development Secretary under Obama. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember him. Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard. She's a congressperson from uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, my uncle actually tells me he, he's met her a few times and, you know, he, he has, uh, he said good things about her, but. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. Um, <laughs> as I recall, she's uh, uh, made some virulently anti-gay statements. Uh, that yeah. and uh, she has had some support for um, Syrian dictator Hafez Assad. Yeah. Oh no, Bashar uh, Assad. Yeah. Assad. Um, Hafez she met is with the him son. and Bashar, uh, kind of normalized him a, li- a little yeah. bit. It was Kirsten Gillibrand. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. Good. Uh, nobody. Kirsten Gillibrand or no? Tulsi um, Tulsi Gabbard. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, when she announced, I did not see anything positive about her um and mm. i and even in like the the far left or or sent even centrist like that i've never i i haven't seen anything that's like oh interesting they're like oh oh no <laughs> so mm, uh kirsten gillibrand she's pretty strong from new york right she took hillary's seat yeah mm-hmm. she's uh i think that she, she has a stuff go done. for it uh kamala harris she gets stuff done. She has a presence too when she speaks. Yeah, Kamala yeah. Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't pronounce his name. South Bend Mayor uh, Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg or something like Buttigieg? that. Buttigieg. Yeah. Buttigieg. Okay. Um, thirty-seven like years old. Gay, gay man. Yes, we 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 talked about him last week. I still say he's too young. <laughs> uh, wants to be the first millennial president. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, and he served in the service, and he ran a business, and he's he's actually got a lot of good experience. He just is very young, and he looks young, too, which is hard. Yeah. So, um, Marion Williamson. Now, who's that? I'm good. This is from The Guardian. I can't wait to read this to you. All right, fire away. Marion Williamson. She's an author. 
the spiritual guru and new age author. I know um, Stacy, uh, hostess of um, uh, Body of Evidence. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I am evidence really based. evidence based. Show before I'm really tired right now. Uh, evidence based. Uh, she's gonna love this. Um, this is for you. Uh, <laughs> the spiritual guru and new age author believes the country received a miracle in 1776 and is due for another one in 2020. This is not her first foray in pol- into politics. In 2014, she mounted an unsuccessful congressional bid in California. Her entry adds some star power what? to the race that may attract more celebrities. But can Williamson convince Democrats that she's the miracle the country needs? Huh? I'm glad for once it's a Democratic candidate that's a little she's, out there. She's like <laughs> instead of is the Green this Party, a uh, Libertarian. You know, you guys are always trashing the Libertarians. I trash <laughs> the Green Party more than anything. Oh, you else. do? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every party's got their. Well, I mean, you know, technically the, interesting Demo- technically the Democrats have vermin supreme. I mean, you want to talk about interesting political figures? <laughs> that, but that's not serious. <laughs> How dare you! Furman Supreme is 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 the best candidate ever. Get you guys out. are too You're young done. to remember Pat Paulson running every year. Yeah, that's true. Continuing on, Cory Booker, at least the best candidate with a boot on his head. He just um, <laughs> he just announced. Yeah, senator from New Jersey, um, former was, mayor of Newark. Newark was that I today? Was, he announced today. Yes. I think so. Of course, I, of course he did. Um, yeah, it's the Chinese. Kamala Harris. Harris. No, wait, that's next Tuesday. No, what? Yeah, You're Sue, the pig. What is it today? <laughs> Today is the day before Groundhog's Day. No. Try again. Two Why did he announce today? A uh, hundred year history of... No, no, I want to see her do it. I don't know. It's it's the first day yeah. of February. Yeah, I remember. And I heard it and I didn't What's February? Stick. The, Think the, about who's asking you. The shortest, coldest month. It's Black History Month. Yeah. Oh, it's Black History Month? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. That, that express yeah. That's why he. That's clearly why he announced. Because I that, thought there was a 50 anniversary of something today too. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's Black History Month. That's probably why he waited till February 1st. Just like uh, Kamala Harris announced, didn't she announce on uh, MLK Day? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're black. <laughs> Check it out. That's basically what it is. I I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I was thought I was doing so well with Chinese New Year, but. <laughs> Trying is so fun. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm failed. The white guilt is just enveloping me, and I may have to go in the other room. No, that's oh. why I asked you like that. It was fun. <laughs> Listen, we don't get a lot. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so Black we, History Month. I get paid like twelve cents on the dollar less than y'all. Like. Like can have something. Hey, um, we all get paid exactly the same by Valley Free Radio. Ooh, oh, we're equal among peers. Right. <laughs> we, we, it's we, a Cory Booker. We're all unpaid volunteers. <laughs> it's true. And you can tell by the quality of the of the hosting. Oh no 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 <laughs> no, no, no! We worked very hard for these none. So uh, yeah. Cory Booker yeah. is the last one that that has announced. We do have a list of possibility, which I think is very interesting. Bernie um, is Bernie not? Well, it, here's the thing that the um, Bernie and Biden. The I Guardian think has noises. this list of of people according to if they have a book. Uh, ah. if, if they are, if they've been included in any major polls, polling, and if they visited New Hampshire and, and Iowa. Yeah. So Bernie, uh, all three, uh, Amy, Amy Klobacher, Klobuchar, Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Uh, she said she's considering it. Michael Bloomberg, of course. 
He's he's been he has all three checks. Amy does not have a book. Uh, Joe Biden, <sighs> Sherrod Brown, uh, Eric Swalwell, Swalwell, um, Jeff Mar- Merkley. I think Swalwell's young too. If I remember. Uh, yeah, he, he, California Congressman. He says I actually do see a path. I'm considering it. He's only, he has been in New Hampshire and Iowa. But he doesn't have a book and he hasn't been in any polls. Wow. Um, Tim Ryan from Ohio. Jeff Merkley. Uh, they've all been to Iowa and New Hampshire. Um, John Hickenlooper. Oh, he's, he's going to run with Kasich. I'd say we're past he's the 50-50 be chance of running. Ka- um, yeah. Hickenlooper, uh, you know, they were going to run together. Kasich as a Republican and Hickenlooper as the Democrat. They're going to do a, a mixed party. Yeah. Really? Hickenlooper and Kasich? Don't they? Yeah. Aren't they like an artisanal popcorn f- company? <laughs> <laughs> they will after the president. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's that catalog that has the really right. high end stuff in it. Yeah, but that's a very interesting or, or, thing that they. Or they practice tax law, one or the other. Although somebody said they, their names won't fit on a bumper sticker because they're too long. So. Well, they, they'll just <laughs> make a portmanteau or something. Yeah. Uh, so there's Jay. Inslee, Governor of Washington, we're laying the groundwork that would make this a feasible thing. Wow. Um, uh, John Hickenlooper, Terry McAuliffe, uh, former governor of Virginia, um, Steve Bullock, uh, Beto Work. Yeah. No. Um, he says, You're my like wife and I. Yeah. He's old enough, but I mean, you know. He, he lost. He's a loser. <laughs> my wife and I in, uh, in that, in made the a decision sense. not to rule anything out. Uh, Eric Holder. Yeah. Eric Holder. Uh-huh. And um, our, go- our governor decided not to, right? He was considering it. Oh, God, really? Um, um, previous governor. Um, Weld? No, no, no. Um, I, uh, God, I'm drawing a blind. Democrat. Too. Fellow who was compared to Obama all the time. Friends with Obama. Uh, you know, the the governor before our current governor. Why am I? Because uh, <laughs> we're trying to think he of made, it. He made a really huge impact on the state. Clearly. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to think of it in 30 seconds. He was going to bring um, broadband to Western Mass. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has a house in Richmond. Yeah. And they did get to Richmond. Did you yeah. know that? The, yeah. the broadband went. Bill de yeah. Blasio. But he was the first black governor of Massachusetts genre. So, you know. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do <laughs> oh, all these descriptors. Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Bill so what was his name? <laughs> huh? Hmm? Hmm? I don't care. My friends, <laughs> my friends worked for him really hard. I really liked yeah. him, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. Now here's the yeah. here's the interesting person on this list: Stacey Abrams. Really? She um she, she has a book is going to be giving this the rebuttal at the State of the Union address yes, on Tuesday. That's why I wanted to le- save yeah. her for last. Yeah. Um she says I intend to make a decision by the end of March. She has a book and she has been included in polls but she has not been to New Hampshire and Iowa. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think she's isn't she head of some voter rights organization? She just created one, yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be what she does. I would guess because she she's really good on this stuff. And I I think she's focusing still on 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 Georgia specifically. Well, Georgia needs to. I think yeah. if she does, Deval Patrick. <laughs> there Sorry. <it> is. <laughs> um, I think that now that she... you've said it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah of course. Could, oh, wait, we knew that. It. Yeah, because he had two first names, right? <laughs> At least he didn't have three first names. <laughs> yeah. He'd be on Netflix right now. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think that if she runs, and I wouldn't be surprised if she did, she'd be a minor candidate, and I think that she would 
basically be vying for like a, a cabinet level position um, that would like labor secretary or something attorney like attorney general. I she would, a, she a lawyer? Wasn't she a prosecutor? I don't know. I don't know. But I think she's so. a congressman. But she's she's heavily involved in this lawsuit uh, fighting uh, uh, voting rights restrictions in in Georgia. So I mean, just you know. Yeah, but and I think attorney generals don't actually have to be lawyers. It's sort of like Supreme Court yeah. justices. Yeah, but they should. Supreme Court justices don't have to be lawyers either. Yeah, but they should. Yeah, I agree with you. But <laughs> it's That's, still it's sort of one of those. I don't want her to. I don't want people that don't know the law to be in charge of the law. Yeah. That's look at the congressman. Yeah, because they they write the law, and a lot of them aren't lawyers. <laughs> Especially well, those Congress, doctors, congressmen. Um, I I'm I'm okay with not having any law. Oh, because they don't enforce them. They're they're supposed to be representatives. They're not supposed to be. They're not supposed to be enacting laws and no. and interpreting laws. Uh, they, they draft them. They though. draft them, and they get vetted, and they go through a process, yeah. and everybody votes on it. If you're if you're the attorney general, someone hands you a law saying you need to enforce this, and you're supposed to hire people that know about the law. You're supposed to um, be. You're in charge of the, the, you know, the legal department of the of the United States. You should have some experience. So, side question, but very important: Should the commander in chief have military experience then? No. The AG needs to have law experience, but the commander in chief doesn't need to have. Military. Yes, because the AG is is supporting the president. Okay. The president has staff. The president is another representative. I think it, I I consider the president to be a more representative office, especially well, since I think it, the president. It's certainly an elected office. It's an elected office. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big thing, um, but. It, the president is also a representative of the country to the world at large. So we, so having a president that um, having less restrictions on who can be president yep. because they're supposed to be representing the country's values and the country's thirty-five and born here. Is thirty-five, required? Yeah. thirty-five born here. Well, natural born American natural bo- citizen. Yeah, natural born citizen. I don't know. I. I th- yeah, they can have a criminal record. Yeah, um, I think that's the only things. Yeah, I'll, I'll age, double check. Age and cititanship. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Stacey Abrams got a law degree from Yale in 1999. Yeah, I thought she was a pretty heavy duty lawyer. Yeah. Um, and well, 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 very commanding presence and yeah. well spoken. She. Uh, uh, well, and uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln did a pretty good job as commander-in-chief so you know he was a lawyer yeah good point <laughs> and he wasn't a soldier but um yeah it is. i think um, it's really interesting that um but he built his own log cabin he was born in yeah i know he was he's <laughs> super ahead of his time um, so uh just to to say um direct as directed by the constitution presidential candidate must be a natural born citizen of the united states yep. a resident for at least 14 years and 35 years of age or older yep doesn't say anything about their sex? Nope. nope. Not at all. Because why would you put that in? Because we knew it was guys, right? Yeah. At the time. yeah. That's, yeah. That, that was just an assumption. <laughs> that's like saying That's right, because like, you weren't a citizen. You couldn't vote because yeah. you were female, right? <laughs> well, I mean, the, uh, uh, women were, were citizens, but they couldn't vote. Yeah. So yeah. They, they weren't like allowed in the legal process, yeah. except for in certain circumstances. But, I mean, you know... It was, why would you write something in that was clearly always Obvious. going to be the, the case? 
Yeah, I mean, they did also didn't specify that you had to be white. But, I mean, I think everybody in 1789 was like, well, oh, it's going to be white, you know. I mean, this is the same document that also writes in that, uh, you know, enslaved people are only going to count as three-fifths of a person, so. Yeah. But all the all the Mexican folks that were annexed by us taking over the um, the Texas and the territories, I mean, they were giving vote, voting rights, even though they weren't considered, quote, white, but they, they called them white, right? They they basically declared they were white? Uh, um, I think so. They did something, I, right? I, I, like right, even right now on 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 federal forums, uh, um, if you say that you're Hispanic, you can say if you're white or not. The, yeah. Being Hispanic does not preclude you from being white. Yeah, it's a different. Uh, but if but African American, you are precluded from being white. So it uh, when you're when you're Hispanic, you can actually choose. So, yeah, ethnicity is in race or complicated bs so woohoo <laughs> <laughs> a topic for every show another show yeah we are uh, sort of uh, approaching the end of the show here so um i look forward to the state of the union address i think it's fascinating that stacy abrams so next is, tuesday is next that? tuesday we'll be talking about it i'm sure next week the year of the pig fascinating that stacy <laughs> abrams is going to be getting this big national platform i wonder if it's in part because she hasn't declared you know like if she's not running you know, it, like it's it's a way to it's sort safe, of, yeah, yeah, to not throw the weight of the party behind too much behind somebody who's already in. Although, who was the fellow from Louisiana that did it one year that was Bobby Jindal? That was really terrible, and it's because they wanted him to run. It was sort of the, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, a blast from the past. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, a podcast of the show is going to be uploaded to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify later this week. Uh, an encore presentation will air next Monday at 4. Uh, and coming up next, we have Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and OK Asia. So uh, that's about it. Uh, predictions for the Super Bowl? Pats. Pats all the way. If the if the Pats lose, I get a, a book with um, from Chris Christie autograph. Ah, OK. <laughs> so you win either way. <laughs> um, sort of. I might have to wear a, a shirt that says Rams or something. Right. Well, I'm 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 going to give in to, to Homerism and I'm going to root for the cheaters. I mean the Patriots. Right. So yeah, the people that are smart enough to win. Yeah. Right. So that's it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thank you for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro and thank you for listening.